Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us in the show today is a duo, two special guests, Gene and Megan with Fortune Iron out of Gainesville, Florida. Ladies, happy Wednesday. What's going on? How are you feeling today? Uh, fantastic. Thanks for having us. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Fortune Iron here. But you know, first, we want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and give a little perspective to the viewers on how you would explain Fortune Iron in your own words. Okay, as a gym or a business? Both, both. Why not? So Fortune Iron is a 10,000 square foot private training facility. Uh, We focus mostly on semi-private training which means our clients come in and you're training with up to five people at a time um, per coach. Your periodization model is individual to you and your post-workout supplementation is included with that. And the style of training is going to be individual based on the assessment that you get. Your training log is updated every three to four weeks. And there's remote training and private training for people who want a little bit more specific attention or detail-oriented training, um, but mostly it's semi-private just because of the psychology behind it. You know, there's a, there's a weird dynamic that happens one-on-one, and um, so we train here a little bit more like a like a team with like a special teams would train. So everyone has you know their own periodization model for their position. Let's call it. But their training with the accountability of a team can be really helpful. There we go. There we go. Thank we you for the explanation. Five thousand square foot area with you know fully outfitted with like specialized equipment. You're not going to find outside of a more in their professional level strength and conditioning facility. It's eleven platforms, um, full dumbbells, and about to be five thousand square feet of premium indoor turf. The grass kind, which I'm very excited about. We're actually leaning up against 30,000 pounds of it right now. That's being uh, installed this weekend, hopefully. Um, to completion, yeah. not, we'll figure it out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Excited to see it come to fruition. And so we'll start with the bare bones basics here, Gene. Um, you know, how many members are you serving currently? So here's where you get into the story. Um, I'll make this as brief as possible. And then if you have any details, by all means, go and ask me and I'll, sure. I'll go into a little bit more depth. I've been a trainer for 20 years. Um, I started, you know, I, I had access, I gained access to this building, um, gosh two years before, so six years ago. Um, I got a pre-occupancy purchase contract on the building, but it was in deplorable condition. Like I had to do, I did actually the entire demolition and remodel and construction by myself, which, you know, in hindsight, I was fucking crazy. I think I could do that, but then I did it. So you know, I got it done, but it was a lot. And then um, I was ready to open, which was really exciting. It was 2019, January, 2019. It was going to be grand opening. 
I'd had private clients in addition to that. I've, I've managed a couple of training facilities in the area and I worked, you know, as a trainer in another. Um, and back home, I'm from New York City. I was born and raised there. I came here for school in uh, 99 and then kind of went back and forth to UF. And um, so fast forward, ready to open, just kind of like super grateful that I didn't die and everything came out okay in this place because it was a big deal. And um, like rewiring 10,000 square foot of commercial electric and building stairs and hardware, like big deal, not a little deal. And um, so like major construction, not a little bit. When I came in, I was like, ah, we're gonna take out these walls, those walls and everything's pretty great. <laughs> it was a lot. So um, everything's ready to open and super excited. And my parents come down from New York City to visit so that they're here for everything. They came to visit for Christmas right before the opening. And I ended up rushing my mom to the ER and they found safe colon cancer. And then, you know, life, life took a whirlwind turn. So um, cancer is like the most shitty slash exciting roller coaster ever where they're like, you know, stage four, she's going to die. And then they're like, never mind, we can do surgery. And radiation and chemo and okay everything is going great okay wow it's gone okay never mind it's back and it's everywhere and she's gonna die and then someone else shows up and they're like never mind i can do surgery and nine hours of surgery later they're like okay we're good now so it's it's, it's been a lot um and so through that you know i couldn't afford i kept you know during these instances where we'd have a lull because they never went home they just didn't have the capacity to handle anything that was happening or like basically stay alive all of this was happening through covid i got shut down for nine months i tried to stay open and they actually revoked my business license and threatened to sue me and um i actually got my business license approved because the chief of uh appeals for the Florida Department of Agriculture was fighting the same cancer as my mom. And she was like, I'm so sorry about this. And just gave me my license back. Um, so it's been, a, it has been a roller coaster, but there was no way I could market and open to the general public and then not know if I had to leave on a dime again um, because I really was facing life or death choices. And, you know, my mom had given me the money to like seed money to just acquire this place. And then I put so much into just building it out. And then in the middle of that, you know, my landlord renegotiates. And it was a shit deal, but I didn't have choice. And so, I mean, all hell is breaking loose. But I, wow. you know, the further in you get, the further, like I just can't let this go. Like I refuse to quit. <laughs> I will quit when I die. So, there, have to, there, there has had to been uh, quite a few pivots where I just kept private clients and I was working on referral basis only just to you know, keep it open and just you know, get everybody stabilized. But in the meantime, my dog ended up in the ER three times and almost died. It was just, it was a lot. So, yeah. you know, until, <laughs> until everything was kind of settled and nobody was threatening to die, I needed to wait so that, you know, once I open this place and I'm the owner operator, so I'm the only coach here for now, I've had interns kind of go, um, 
know, I needed to make sure that I could be available 100% of the time before I opened for real. So good news, cancer stable, dog is stable. This is Lorenzo, he's the gym manager. He may or may not make an appearance, he's right here. Um, so everything is somewhat stable, stable as, as stable as it's gonna get. And grand opening to the public is on Monday. And in the meantime, I've had to, you know, redo all of my business, um, business structure and everything to support, you know, a shift. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, uh, even with those private clients, I mean, so how many members were you serving? Um, even you're not open. Yeah. So currently, I guess I would say about six to eight, six to eight. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which covered my, you know, overhead and built like just enough to keep everything stable. But private clients are a little bit different. That's like a hundred percent access. So you're on FaceTime with them all the time, or, or in their houses, or you know, it's a little bit different than gotcha. To, you know, just a gym environment where clients are coming in. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so now with and just uh, to let people know, like, so you know, high-paying private clients sounds like a good deal. Um, it's, you know, every, every business structure is going to have its pros and cons, but be careful with the, you know, be careful putting all your eggs in one basket. So the higher the ticket and the more of the time it takes, you know, for, you know, you have to figure out per hour, how much you need to clear, you know, your, your overhead. The higher the ticket per client, if it's a private client where you're going to their house or whatever, what have you, if you're you know, on video or whatever, just, just remember if that limits the number of hours you can take, if one of those clients falls out, it's a big deal because now you have, you know, your, your revenue stream is not as widely diversified. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Great advice there too, because, you know, we want to focus on EFT as well. And so, you know, kind of moving forward here, I, I know obviously you're technically in, in pre-sale or you're opening up on, on, on Monday with that grand opening. But um, as of now, with being in this, the pre-opening stages, um, what has been the best method to get attention to the gym or get new people to potentially come through the door. Cause obviously I'm sure on Monday, when you open doors, you're going to have some poor, a little bit of wear that you guys are opening. Right. So what's worked best to, to get those people interested. So most of this has been on a network that I've spent probably 10 years in this town developing from business owners to friends to, you know, this, this wasn't the first thing I've done. So calling on all of those contacts to be like, Hey, listen, I'm coming into your business with my flyers and um, I had Moo did a really, really amazing job for me, Moo.com. Make kind of really awesome high quality flyers and like little mini cards and stuff like that. So going into, you know, I live in a small town. So the dynamics of a small town are obviously going to be a lot different than a big city. Um, but tapping and I've networked myself well here. So, you know, building a base or a network ahead of time where people know who you are and the results you provide and they know your knowledge base and they're confident in all of those things, 
you know, executing that ahead of time so that when you need to call on it to get referrals, that's going to be key. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. I really, really being a, uh, an asset to your community and also just building those relationships. I think that's so big, right? And then remember, I mean, half of this is, especially as a trainer, and especially now, it was different 10 years ago. It was definitely different 20 years ago. But now, for some reason, everybody's like, fuck all out of shape. So when you're walking around as a trainer, it's aberrant. You know, so half the time it was just, you know, being in public and having people ask or it just happens to come up in conversation. You're like, oh, I own a gym. And they're like, oh yeah, we thought so. You know, look at the way you look. And you're like, oh, well, let's talk about it. What do you need to work on? Like, how do you, you know, being personable outside and not always, the second someone ever asks me questions about like, oh, well, this hurts, or I'm concerned about this with my diet, or oh, this is what I'm doing. I never, like I never stop to think like, oh, come be a client in the gym. I just be like, oh, okay, let's 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 dig into this. Like I'm a solution person. I dig this. This is like a game to me. Give me problems. You know, let's yeah. figure this out. And then you walk away and you're like, man, I don't care if you come to the gym or not. Maybe that's not your thing. You know, training isn't for everybody. Your recovery capacity 100% modulates, you know, the ad, you know, the uh, adaptation you see in here anyway. So maybe you're just not in a place in your life where you're ready for this. Maybe you have to clean up all the other shit in your life that's going to impact that recovery capacity before you come in here. Um, maybe you just want to learn more about it. So you feel a little bit less pressure. Maybe, you know, one of the biggest things I've heard from clients was that they thought they needed to be in better shape to come work out with me because they were scared. You know, so if it was just one of my favorite clients, I met walking my dog. You know, she was walking her dog and I was like, hey, is your dog friendly? And then we just started talking on the side of the road. And I ran into her three more times before she came here as a client. And it was just, you know, whatever information you have to give, give it, it's free. It's not that big a deal. Not everyone has to walk in the door, like ready to pay you to work hard. You know, you're technical savvy. There's just so much to teach people in this world, especially with some authority from the internet and Instagram. You know, they're yeah. really lost. They're more lost than they have ever been because you know, being able to say whatever you want without actually being right is like running rampant on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So 100%. You know, being able to promise a bunch of shit that is totally false is allowed nowadays. So yeah. just offering, like offering as much information as you can in the moment to help that person, regardless of whether or not it means they're coming into your gym will go a long way in terms of maybe it takes you five or 10 minutes. I don't even think about it like that. All I think about it is like, I have this person in front of me that's got a problem and I have a solution and I can support them. And if they choose, or I can just teach them a little bit that might help them understand the information that they go gather. And if that means they choose to come here or they choose to somebody else, tell somebody else about this place, that's great. And if not, that's okay too. You know, but at the end of the day, the right people are going to find the business and stick with it. But just when you make your mark on people, just remember to just be an awesome human first. Like you can do all the other shit later. Just you have all this knowledge. Like just be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too too uh, too often people try to. Uh get something in return for the value they're providing. But if you can do it for free and expect nothing in return, it's called reciprocity. People will inevitably give back to you. 
it doesn't cost anything. It's going to cost you an extra 10 minutes of your day, maybe. And maybe you give somebody a little hope that was losing hope. Maybe you help them out. Like, who, who cares? Like, you can positively impact that person and not everything has to be about like this. The world is abundant, basically. Like not yeah. everything has to be like carefully guarded. You know, if you walk around thinking like that, then what is the adage? Like, you know, for things to come in, the hand has to be open. It goes both ways. Like when you give, you'll receive a lot more than you know, if you're constantly scared that you're not going to get what you need. And that energy is just going to be shitty and people are going to feel it. Yeah. So authentic. more important authentic. than all the marketing in the world is not having a shitty attitude. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, Gene. And so last two questions for you here, my two favorite questions. You know, what is the overarching goal? What's the bigger picture for you? Okay, this has evolved so many times. You know, when it first started, man, all this started years ago when I'm gonna give you like a little synopsis because this has been like a really, a really crazy transformation. All this actually started in 1999. I had a military scholarship to go to the US and they were making me wear khaki polyester. It's like 115 degree valve. And I was just like, I can't do this. I'm going to die. And I hear that I don't actually have to wear the uniform if I'm in PT gear, but they're going to catch me if I'm like in it all day because I obviously am not working out all day. So I got a job as a trainer at the gym on campus so that I could be in PT gear and not have to wear my uniform. That's literally how all this started. And because it was the only way I was solving the problem. It was the only way I got to be in, in gym clothes and not have to wear this uniform and, and like have it melt on in the middle of summer. And then um, I went through some pretty, so the, the gym and training had always kind of been a thing, but at the time I had no plan on doing that. I was gonna fill my mission and that's what I was gonna do with myself. And then um, I experienced a pretty significant trauma and um, the traumas just kept adding up. And I was like, all right, this is a bunch of bullshit. I obviously need to get strong. Like, what would my dad do? My dad would just get strong, you know, kick everyone's ass. So I obviously need to go get strong. And um, which means I need to like level up my trainer game because I'm recognizing, you know, I'm an okay personal trainer. I really dug learning the anatomy. I really dug learning the tiny bit of exercise science I have learned in that journey, because you really, there's this gunning for the hill. You really think that you've learned so much and then you tip the scale where all of a sudden the doors open and you realize like just, you learn just enough to realize how much you don't know. And, um, and that's when I was like, oh shit. Okay, well, I need to really, really learn. Like, what have I been doing? Like I've been doing all this, I don't even know what I was doing. Like the doors opened and now I'm into this, you know, this world of professional sports coaches and then I was just kind of like oh shit I'm definitely not at the top of my ladder I'm like all the way up, I'm in the basement I'm like what the hell just happened and um and I was like okay it's time to get real like what am I gonna do and I remember going to Westside Barbell for skinny bastards and like uh and starting to follow 
you know, the West Side world and Louie and Dave Tate. And then in that journey, I found, um, and just to, I know West Side was going to so it's not by them, it was a run off by jail. But anyway, so I find Paul Quinn in all of this because I was like, you know, no, I want like, even I want the top, like who's at the top? Like who's creating gold medal, you know, Olympic winners? And I had found an article about Charles and I'm like, I'm going to go learn from that guy. Like he's the best in the world that I can actually like go learn from. And he was giving a seminar in New York City and I'm like, ah, that guy, I'm going to go work with that guy. And back then my body had was just, my body was in bad shape. I was very sick from trauma and from this whole, there's a whole catch 22. Um, but I was very, very sick. So I was also going there with the intent of kind of unfucking all of this and learning. So it was like, perfect, excellent. This guy's brilliant, multiple birds, one stone. And um, I went, it was 2010, I went back home to go learn from him. It was the last time he was like, this place is gross, I'm not coming back here. And um, it was the last time he was gonna be in New York City, so this is my last shot. And um, I went up to him and asked him if I could hire him, right? Cause this, this whole, I was like, okay, well, let me just like go get a little idea of what this is going to be like and then you know maybe I, I didn't even understand what my educational journey from there would look like at the time I was just kind of like jumping in at first and had no idea what to expect and I show up and I asked him if I could hire him and he laughed at me and he was like you can't you can't afford me <laughs> but it was in a nice way and I was like ah touche all right fine fuck it teach me <laughs> let's do this and then um, I stayed learning from him for 10 years and all of the extraneous coaches that you know I learned about from him. And that journey has just been miraculous. And then it turned into, I wanna learn as much as I can because I'm recognizing that this has nothing to do with just training anymore. Like if your recovery capacity completely modulates your ability to adapt, then the periodization science behind what you do when you're in here is just one very small piece of the puzzle. But your hydration and your nutrition and your whether or not that involves supplementation based on whatever your deficiencies are, um, your sleep and how we can affect that with different practices and your stress management practices. All of those things need to be tidy and compartmentalized in their own rights. And most of the time, when people are completely dysregulated, like I was, they're like, oh, the answer to all of my problems, you know, if I need to sleep better, if I need to lose weight, if I need to, if I'm stressed out, I'm going to try and answer all of those problems with my training, but that's not how it works. Because training is a stress. You're just adding a stress to a stress system. So it's, unsust it's not sustainable. So then I recognized like, okay, all I want to do is become a really awesome coach. And then we're sitting in a, we're sitting in a lecture one day with Charles and he's like, how many people own gyms and everybody's hands go up except for me and one other guy. I was like, Dow, this is bullshit. Man, I want to own a gym. <laughs> and back then it was still, I was wrapped up in being the best, most effective trainer I could be. And then ego wanted to own a gym. And uh, so I, I'm still on that road when I get this place and, you know, even just finding this place is everything in my life has 
been kind of like a wing it and just fucking jump and figure out how to fly on the way down. And then I get this place and I recognize like, oh shit, okay. I don't just want to be an amazing coach. I also want to be an amazing business owner. Those two things are totally separate. Like this is a, they have nothing to do with each other. Literally nothing. You know, if anything, the only carryover is don't fuck up this one because it's going to make you shitty at this one. So if you're not a really excellent, if you don't really have, you know, your plan together when it comes to, or you can't compartmentalize well, the stress of your business is going to depreciate who you are as a coach. And it's going to depreciate, I mean, half of what people are paying you for is the energy when they come in, like you're, they're paying you to unstress their world. You can't, they can't walk into a stressed world. So then the evolution was like, okay, I really, I understand this isn't about me anymore. Like I need to create a place where people can come and get the information they need. They can't just get it from me, which means I'm going to have to find a way to educate the right interns behind me that turn into coaches that want to stay for the right reasons. Um, because this place kind of has to take a life without me. It's going to have to outlive me. It has to become its own thing where people can come here to feel safe and strong and happy and find answers when they're really confused, especially with all the garbage out there. Like there needs to be a constant, like an anchor for people to just belong to. And then they understand, like, you're not just paying your trainer a fee to train. It's like, you know, buying stock in a business. Like you're, you're paying to own a little bit of this place. Like that's, think about it like rent. You know, you're, you're paying to keep this business alive so that it can keep eating you and keep a roof over your head and keep you feeling safe and give you a place where you can practice resilience and failure and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that are going to make you an amazing human when you leave here. So that became my focus. And then I recognized like, oh shit. Okay, so my hobby now is learning to be, you know, the continuing education that I do to, to learn everything as a technician literally became a hobby because my full-time job was creating a business that was sustainable. And when you're kind of grassroots like this, like I collected all of this equipment, I paid for it cash over the course of like, six or seven years it was my gumball racks were in my living room like it was just taking over my entire house so that i didn't have to worry about the overhead of having a lease payment on equipment but i could have really awesome equipment i got a building in deplorable condition that needed all kinds of work there were dead mummy rats everywhere when i first got here like it was bad <laughs> and um just so that i could afford that overhead in such a big space um, so all of this was just to kind of insulate me in case shit hit the fan, which it did like a lot of times. This is the only reason I was able to stay open. Um, and, you know, to have a pre-occupancy purchase agreement so they can't just like, oh, we just raise the rent and then everything that you put into a business, you lose. So it was, it was sustainability. So it, it kind of, it grew into just recognizing this place needs to be a place for everybody else. It couldn't be about this coach. And then um, I fell in love with business. So I have two other businesses in the pipeline as soon as this one is, is um, stabilized, but it's really compartmentalizing my time to 
you know, all the learning that I still want to do because I really wish I could sit down and learn all the time, but I can't. I have to do all this work on the business and then not just work on the business, but work in the business. So it's a lot. So if you're, if you're ready to open a business and you're not going to be, you know, I wasn't, um, I didn't have any investors. I wasn't well-funded. I kind of just did this like nickel and dime as I went along and just earned the money to stay open. You're going to be wearing a lot of hats. So get ready. There you go, Gene. We're getting close on time here. So it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay. Um, we're on, it's, I'm just Fortune Iron everywhere. <laughs> so Fortune Iron Sports Performance on Facebook. It's Fortune Iron on Instagram, which I'm getting better at. I'm really terrible at social media besides meeting and fixing that. Um, we're actually going to do this whole, if you want to follow along, we're going to do the whole turf install, um, via Instagram and TikTok. Oh, I'm live. There we go. Okay. Like a, you know, I have all these pictures that I'll upload about the process along the way because I'm really big, the good before and after, but really just telling people like, if you want this for your facility, you can make it happen. I mean, this turf was supposed to be, turf in this room was supposed to be $50,000 and, um, I got the turf from Returf. Those people are extraordinary if you work with them. I had to figure out the shipping by myself and figure out the forklift. There was a whole bunch of stuff that went into making this happen. And I'm excited about that. So if you want to if you want to follow along with turf install and learn about how all that goes, and if you have any questions about how to do that in your facility, don't ask me now. You can ask me when it's over. <laughs> We'll be doing the install ourselves. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two seconds if you can, just like let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mike McCormick of Alive Fitness, coming to you from Rapid City, South Dakota. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing well. It's a good, another sunny day here in Rapid. So, love a sunny day in Rapid. Yeah. Mike, obviously, the the meat and potatoes of why we're here is to explore Alive Fitness and, and the ins and outs of what you found your experience as a business owner. But before we do that, and, and before we dive into strategy and tactics and whatnot, tell us a little bit about what Alive Fitness is, first and foremost. Paint some context here for us. 
So we're a local family-owned gym in Rapid City. We're on the west side of town. Um, really great location. Uh, relatively smaller space and feel. So definitely more of a everyone knows each other type of culture, which is not unusual in Rapid City with you know eighty thousand people here. Uh, and 2,400 square feet, we have over 10 heavy bags hanging up, um, and we do kickboxing classes. We also do group fitness classes, uh, both cardio, weightlifting. We have our power hour, which is based around power lifting, and then some auxiliary lifts. And so functional fitness, we also do a lot of the uh, ATG protocol, which is knees over toes guy, is probably how he's mostly known. So got the AstroTurf strip, the, the sled. And um, really we're just trying to build people up, get them where they wanna be aesthetically and out of vanity, cause that's always important, right? But I'm also big and, and all our trainers are on, how do we get more range of motion? How do we get feeling better? Part of that is the community that we're building and culture. Uh, so it's been really good um, and yeah, a lot of fun, no complaints. Yeah. And as I understand it, this is a, a relatively new venture for you here. Tell us about when you got involved with this. I got involved. Um, I started uh, looking at the gym to purchase. So we acquired all the assets and the brand. Um, and we set up, you know, a different company and, and the original owner shut down. But it was March. Uh, late February is when I started looking at it. We took over March 15th from prior owners who did a great job setting up the foundation and building a loyal base of uh, members that really, really were passionate about what they were doing. And then I just looked at where they were constrained capital wise and what I could improve and what I'm passionate about. So slowly started making it my own and have done that over the last four months while building up the membership base. So we added Asana, we added Rogue Echo Bikes because I love Tabatas and I love the, the Rogue Echo Bike just in general, Concept2 Rower and some other pieces of equipment to, to just improve the weightlifting side of the house, but also the recovery. Um, I'm a big believer in saunas and ice baths and the hot cold. Um, so yeah. mixing that in, and makes us different, especially here. No other gym has a sauna, uh, a traditional dry sauna. And uh, yeah, I'm a weirdo, so I get into all kinds of avenues. Of, this is, this of is more or less a fun house for you at the end of the day, right? Yeah, no, it's it's a passion project. It's, it's a boyhood fantasy of mine that as I was doing my insurance desk job, which I still do, uh, that's my main career. But this idea was always there. And when an opportunity came up that had a good location, had a small but passionate group of members and just didn't have some of the capital and needed to be making an income, the owners off of it. Well, all those factors lined up. Fortunately for me, I was- Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was blessed to be in a good position where, and it was, they were doing the right things. They weren't- an old school, you know, chalk and powerlifting only, but they had that aspect to it. But they also had the kickboxing. They also had the AstroTurf strip with the sled. And it's like, there's some, there's some really nice components here. And the aesthetic and feel looked sharp and the logo and everything. So it's like, there's a lot of ingredients here where if yeah. somebody who just doesn't need to push it for revenue can take the time 
and build it up and be obsessed with it, which I am, then yeah. uh, I think we can make make this work. And regardless, I, I think it's not specific fun. to fitness, but money certainly solves a lot of problems in, in terms of running a business. And so you were able to provide the capital that it needed to really round out this business and, and give us the runway with which to build from moving forward. But in, mm -hmm. in your tenure here as the owner, Mike, what's been your favorite part about owning this business? And, and as a follow-up to that, what's been the most challenging part or the toughest part about owning this business? So my favorite part is helping people by far. I mean, that's why I bought it. I wanted to find uh, people that were seemed a little bit lost. You know, they're not going to tell you that when they come in, they'll tell you that they need direction. Um, and, and they don't know what to do. I have been surprised. It's not a bad thing. Um, but I have been surprised at how many people have no idea how to work out, like just totally lost. And, um, Defeat, I, I tend to be a talker and I give them a lot of information each time they're there. Um, try not to overwhelm them, but then hearing back from them that I'm not taking Advil and Tylenol anymore every day because my legs don't hurt or my knee has gotten so much better. And that guy happens to be a firefighter. Thanks for showing me those, you know, that sled work because that's what I think has been doing it. And so doing that and giving people that self-confidence and showing them that they can work hard and that being sore is a good thing and how much people love including myself because it's new to me beating the living hell out of a heavy bag how good that makes you feel <laughs> you've been yeah. lacing into that sucker for the cathartic feel yeah yeah people it, it brings you that a high and so my favorite thing about fitness is that feeling when you're in the groove and the caffeine hits right. And then that song that you didn't expect comes on and it just pumps you up and you're moving some weight or you're lacing into a heavy bag. There's a euphoria that hits that's tough to beat and getting other people to, to feel that yeah, so maybe they have it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so maybe what about the other side then what's been, what's been the toughest part about running this business so far? Um, Bill, it's not that it's tough, but it's, it takes time. And I knew it would to build up the membership base we have, right. We started with 15 members when we took it over after like three had dropped out of just loyalty and I'm a new face. No worries. Wow. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. And so then but you were starting from the bottom. This is basically from scratch, right? Yeah. And, but our rent is nothing. Uh, you know, it's a very inexpensive space, fortunately. Um, and they, I put the cost in to acquire it, but the overhead is low. So building up now we're at about 35 members. Um, so, but I don't need a ton of members for it to make sense. And more than anything, I just want to help people. But some of the tough part is just staying consistent on social media, right? Constantly pumping out content that grabs people attention, attention and reminds them in just some of those more tedious aspects. But for the most part, I can't complain. My daughters love going in there. They get excited. Um, it has taken time away, right? Uh, I'm teaching classes on Saturday mornings or Monday evenings, uh, Wednesday evenings, a uh, little bit throughout the day on Tuesday. And I'm a family man, three daughters, a wife who's 
got a fourth on the way. So um, we've got plenty got of things to fit to everything be, in the insurance career, the family time, the gym, and balancing that has been difficult. But my wife is awesome and was super supportive doing this together. So she understands lives everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Mike, for you, a lot of people tune into our podcast to figure out how to really grow their membership, how to get to the next level. It's tough to say in the short time, but what's been working for you from a marketing standpoint to be able to go from the 17 to the 35 that you're at? It's been um, mostly word of mouth and social media. Like everyone who comes in finds us via our Instagram, 95% of them. Um, And so that has been a pretty powerful driver, at least for us. But then it's the community, right? People, it's giving people value. And then they go and tell their friend at the hair salon, or they go and tell their buddy in the firefighting force. And then it just snowballs. But I also want to challenge people. So like we do these t-shirts, this was our kickboxing challenge in June. If you did six classes, you earn the t-shirt. You can't buy the t-shirt. It's like your trophy for completing the challenge. We had a Tabata challenge. We had a burpees challenge. So and we make t-shirts ourselves, you know, brand them and all that fun stuff. And then, hey, you get through this month, you do the 18 Tabatas throughout May. You got your Tabata champ t-shirt. It just gives somebody, you know, then they're wearing it loud and proud. Other people see it, it keeps it in the community. Um, We also did an open house. where you know gave away a bunch of goodies and worked with other locally owned businesses like a local restaurant here called juniper and live well aesthetics which is like botox and vitamin iv drips a cbd store called elemental and then deep which is awesome they do like uh vibration beds and float tanks the deprivation chambers and the, the fire and ice room so working with them that they're getting their name and brand out there as a local owned business and we're doing an open house and then there's giveaways to it drew in about 80 people which on a friday summer evening for a gym i was very happy with yeah what about the social media side of this is this organic you guys are putting out content or have you delved into paying some money into advertising yet no we we haven't done any advertising Um, it's just been, you know, I consistently put out a workout of the day, Monday through Saturday, um, just to give people that workout. I'm constantly posting our power hours, um, each day, because that's one of my favorites or when a kickboxing class is going to be in little highlights from it. And it's surprising. It surprised me how much people respond to that and how picky to picking up followers when you're putting out, you know, this is, it's nothing crazy. It's just a little highlight and it, it makes it so simple. Like on Instagram where you can, all the tools are there to make the reel and make the post. And I'm not a guy who enjoys social media. I don't have any personal social media. I don't think you're you're alone on that boat in fitness at least. Yeah. So it, and I don't, you know, it's finding the right messaging, I want to keep it light, keep it happy, keep it positive, but informative and interesting. Um, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not trying to be an Instagram influencer. So, you know, it's, but 
finding what the way to get people's attention um you have to be interesting and be giving out so i try to give out i guess the best way to answer that is i try to give uh sure. value and so that way oh that i need to go there find out what's happening yeah yeah what do you think is the total capacity here I, I know you said you got to 35 members roughly what do you think is is kind of the longer term target for you can we go 100 200 what's sort of the upper limit here the upper limit in my opinion is 150 members because we have 2400 square feet of usable space using the conservative uh estimate they you know what's what i read uh in in looking it up uh, from other, you know, fitness forums, they say about one member for every 12 square feet, not all simultaneously, right? Because you got your morning gym goers. You yeah, got if everybody program. comes at once, we're going to be yeah. in some trouble. But, exactly. Yeah. So 150 theoretically is where we're maxed out and we need to blow out for more space. And that'd be awesome to get there. Uh, I think a hundred would be really comfortable where everybody can still flow really easily together. Once you get above that, it gets tough. Our memberships are $100 a month for the unlimited, which is what almost everybody uh, chooses. We only have a three people that do the open gym. Um, and then you can purchase a fob so they can come in anytime, even if I'm not able to be there. And so far that trust has worked out. Nothing's out of place. Everybody's super respectful. Um, and so as long as I can continue to operate in that type of function where I can trust all the members and they know who I am and there is that culture and community uh, feel. And that's what I really want to build, not just for myself, but for the people there that we all we all struggle together. We all, you know, are building this grit. So it just naturally, for whatever reason, it kind of forms people together that they may be totally different interests, backgrounds, ideas, you know, thoughts, but then you see them push to their limit and they see you. And then all of a sudden there's a bond and that, that's the cool part. Yeah. Now, big picture this with me for a minute, Mike, it's, it's been a short tenure for you so far, but a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what do you see this, this business shaping up to be? How far do you want to take this? I want to take it as far as it'll go. I have, I'm, I love uh, fitness and exercise for what it does for your life, right? If you can get something, because it can't be bought, right? The body and the feeling and everything that you want can't be purchased. It's got to be earned. So and there's always that new information. So I'm going to take, I'm going to keep pushing, but I'm going to do it smart, right? I'm not going to just dump a ton of money on, on a wing and a prayer. Um, the next thing we're doing, we, so we have our merch, which especially the women love, they gobble it up. So we're constantly pumping out our t-shirts, which we make ourselves. Um, we have meals. So that's already taken care of. The next step for me is a little project I'm working on with my brother, who's an operations manager for a CBD company in Orlando, Florida. And we're going to build our, we are building, it's about two weeks out from prototype. Uh, we got to find the, the right strength and balance, but it's a pre-workout nootropic um, drink, you know, a little two ounce 
like a shot. And um, we're, we're going to, I believe we're going to have a really good response to that. And from there, we can start building out different products um, that we're making ourselves and labeling ourselves. The thing I have found is you really, really need to provide people value, especially with the way the economy is going to be, and especially being a gym where one of the first things people are going to cut is the extra spend, right? When groceries are expensive and gas is expensive, well, what can go? Maybe it's the fitness. Well, if I'm providing enough value and knowledge and good feeling and community and there are things that you can only get out of our gym, people are going to keep us. And so far we've been able to build, even though we're speaking frankly and honestly, we're having to go upstream. This isn't an environment where everybody's rolling in cash right now. People are, are constantly hearing about inflation. They're constantly now hearing about recession and it's, it freaks people out. And so we got to be providing a ton of value that that perceived value has got to be double or triple what they're coming out of pocket for, especially when they can, if they want to cut costs and keep a gym, they could go to a Planet Fitness or anytime and spend less per month. So I got to be a hell of a lot better than my competition. And we have Rapid City has a ton of uh, good yeah. gyms, but there's enough room for all of us. We just have to be providing. Oh, better. yeah. We're far less concerned with planet fitness and far more concerned with the tens of thousands of people not going to any gym yeah yeah exactly there's a lot of people and the obesity epidemic that's across the country exists in rapid city so it's like i see people and i just want to reach out and help them and so depending on the mood that i'm in and and the interaction you know i'll push people to like hey we can get this there's a dance there you don't want to be you don't want to turn anybody off like, hey, you look like crap. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get this together. The so, next big marketing strategy from yeah. a live fitness, just calling yeah. people out straight up. Yeah. And hey, your knees, uh, you're going to need operation there. Or you can come to our gym. We'll come, we'll certainly help you out. Mike, that's a that's a really good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. But before we get out of here, where can people learn more about Alive Fitness? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Um, so it's they're both Alive Fitness. Alive is with two eyes because you got to be different. Plus, I'm sure the original was taken. So two eyes and Alive. Um, AliveFitness.com, A-L-I-I-V-E Fitness.com, and then our social media is also Alive Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Connect with Mike on those platforms, man. I've had a bunch of fun. I really appreciate your, your contribution to the overall conversation here amongst the entrepreneurship community. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds and, and what your tenure in fitness looks like. So I'll be watching from the sidelines and I wish you nothing but the best one, man. I thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate everyone who tuned in today as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Wesley Littlefield from Littlefield's Gym in Oakland, Maine. Wes, what's up, man? Hey, not much, bud. Yourself? Not much, man. It's Friday, right? Talking about fitness, talking about the business of it, so always good, man. I got to meet a little bit here off camera, so I'm looking forward, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Got it. Thanks for popping on here. So, Wes, 28 years, man, you've had this gym, which is awesome. Congrats on that, first of all. Um, let's go back in time to, you know, 28 years ago, maybe even more than that. What was your original, like, you know, why? Why did you want to start this, this gym, this business, and go down this path, you know, for your career? Well, let me bring you way back. Um, yeah. I, I find it very interesting to be able to share this story. Um, sure. Back when I was 12 years old, I started lifting at Gilly's Gym, which was based in Waterville. And it was a very big powerlifting gym at the time. Um, that's basically all they did, powerlifting and Olympic lifting. So started doing the uh, basic powerlifting uh, meets and then went on to the nationals and, and all that type of stuff and just had, fell in love with uh, the guy that owned it, uh, Ernie Gilbert. And he was my gym teacher at the junior high at the time. And Ernie was a world champion. So um, he had probably his whole career there um, over 25 world champions um, come out of his place. So I just found it, I found it to be, uh, every day I walked in the gym, it was like home. It was the place where I could uh, let loose and, and be myself. And, and I said, you know what, this is, this is what I want to do uh, when I graduate. And, and uh, I want to open up my own gym and be able to, to help everybody else out. You know, so I had a different model in mind. Um, you know, I wasn't real big into the, the whole model of advertising a ton and wasting money on that. Um, so it was by word of mouth. And, Starting out at such a young age, I, I met a lot of people on the circuit um, locally in New England, and um, it just kind of started to take off from there. And then where we are now located, I managed the Matthews Fitness Center, which was here, which was really ironic. In 1995, I opened a place on College Avenue um, for five years. Now, to, to make that work, because we had so many gyms in the area, I had to sleep on a cot um, inside my gym. So I took an office petition and petitioned it off and put a cot in there and um, wow. cooked on a griddle, um, you know, to, wow. to make this all happen. I couldn't afford to have an apartment. Um, so um, we were there for five years. My lease came up and I'm like, wow, is this going to end here or am I going to be able to move forward? Um, so um, me and my wife started looking around and, and the old uh, gym came open. Um, Matthews Fitness Center. He went out of business and 
wanted to get more back into his construction stuff. So we bought that place. Now, if you can imagine, um, 60, around 6,700 square feet, um, but it was a house. It was a house. So along the way, he took his two-car garage and made a back and leg room. And then the basement was the pit, we called it, you know. So as time went on and we got bigger, we were able to expand. So when you drive in our driveway, you look at that and you're like, this is a gym. It looks just like a, it looks like a house. Right. So um, I find that to be uh, very unique uh, in our area because um, you got all the commercial gyms around and they were just open, one big open, you know, spot. So, um, so if you can imagine all the rooms broken up, your cardio room and your chest room and your back room, your leg room. And so everything's opened up, everything's kind of closed up to these individual spots. And, uh, you know, I, I got into mixed martial arts and I added another 900 square feet to the building and, uh, fought on the circuit for a while and, um, and then got out of that and, and, and really kind of just really pushed my personal training. And I've been a football coach for over 30 years. And so I was getting a lot of my football players in here and other schools um, and doing a lot of strength training. So um, that's where I, you know, really kind of made the move to, to doing those type of things and, and uh, meeting people uh, uh, to do PT, um, you know. So a lot of older clientele we're coming in from knee surgeries, from hip replacements to knee replacements, uh, those type of things. And, and so I've, I've built up some really good relationships over the last 28 years um, with all the docs and PT guys in the area. So that's been awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing Appreciate that story. Now, are you still in the same location in this? We are now. We've, we've, we've been in this location for 22, nice. 22 years. Yep. Okay. And then for the listeners, Wes, could you just run down kind of the services that you guys do offer there at Littlefield Gym? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're a, you know, we, we've got tons of free weights, tons of pin selectorized machines, and we have all the cardio pieces, your treadmills, your upright bikes, recumbent bikes, you know, and rowers. Um, and then uh, obviously we still have our MMA studio, which, um, you know, we do a lot of uh, um, people come in and do kickboxing and, and, you know, roll the dummies and stuff like that. We don't have those type of classes anymore, but I let people use the equipment. Um, so uh, with all the strength training we do, I do a lot of team strength training. Um, so, you know, we get, we get that going pretty heavy. Um, you know, what's interesting though, I, I really love the older clientele. Um, I have this woman, Lorraine Bowden, who's, who's 89 years old and, and she's in here twice a week and, and she just uh, five years ago had hip replacement and, and she's doing awesome, you know? So I go from that to training, you know, my football players, 23 kids in the weight room to, you know, doing that. So, um, you know, I get, I get the, the top, uh, the athletes, and then I get uh, just the average Joe, which I enjoy that though, because it breaks it up. Yeah, 100%. Get to kind of get touch everybody and uh, all-inclusive place, which is awesome. Now, Wes, at this point in time, man, what is like your day-to-day -day role in the business? What does a typical day look like for you at this point in time at Littlefield Gym? Well, so a lot of, a lot of gym owners, I, I would say, probably have more uh, people working at their facility. Um, I have uh, one employee, so he comes in at 2 o'clock and works till uh, 8 at night. I open the gym up. We open at 4. Ooh. So... 4, 4, 4 a.m. to basically 8 a.m. is what I work, and that's six days a week. So I get one day off a week and, and uh, you know, basically in here all the time. So, yeah. you know, it's it, it's a long day, um, sure. but 
my day is filled with tons of personal training and strength training and, and uh, just taking care of people. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Obviously I know I can tell you love what you do. We get to serve people. Do you ever foresee your role changing or would you ever want your role day to day to change? Uh, my wife asked me that a lot. Um, not really, not really. You know, I, I, I tend to, I'm handcuffed a little bit. I'd like to obviously see my girls play uh, field hockey at uh, Ohio university um, more, but um, I really love what I'm doing. Um, it, you know, it, the funny part about this whole thing, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, there's some months uh, you can pay yourself and there's some that you can't. And uh, so what's the end game in all this with the, you know, what's your retirement look like um, with COVID hitting us and all that stuff. I mean, you know, we had to use extra money and savings to, to keep things rolling and all that stuff. So um, yeah, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm going to have to work it. I'm going to have to work it until I can. You know, I'm glad you brought it up. The end game to me is always something that uh, I think we should always be looking at any business, a gym, a restaurant, what accounting firm, whatever it is. Right. Um, and yeah, COVID definitely threw a wrench in this obviously for a couple of years, especially here in the Northeast, you know, a little bit tougher. I think some people maybe a little more reluctant to come back into the gym, but with that being said, is there an end game for you with the business? Do you, are you starting to plan it out? Have you planned it out? What does that aspect look like for you right now? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I'm 54. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I call it shopping around. I've shopped around a little bit to see, you know, what works and what doesn't work, but, I'm going to work this. I'm going to work it until I can. And then I guess the end game for me would be to uh, let my kids take it over um, and um, keep the name going. Um, but, hey, I'll go from personal trainer to uh, doing yard work, I guess, you know, being the maintenance guy. Um, yeah. So that's my hopes. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, though. Yeah. Well, your kids are in the fitness world and the strength in the strength world. They love it. I'll, I'll they are. They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. It, yeah, they're really into all that stuff. And, and, uh, cause my daughter wants to coach at the collegiate level and, and my youngest daughter wants to become a, uh, a teacher. So they would be able to, you know, if they're in the area, they would be able to kind of take this over, but yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So nice, nice legacy there to have it for 50 years, maybe more. Absolutely. Right? We hope. Oh, very cool. So let's dive into the, the gym West modern day today. You laid out kind of laid out your space, laid out the services you guys offer. How do you guys, and I know you said they're big there in the community, word of mouth, have relationships with doctors and uh, PTs in the area. How do you guys go about getting new members in the door at this point in time on a regular basis? Yeah, that, I think that's, boy, that's changed uh, over the 22 years um, that I've been here in Oakland. Um, we, you know, we started off by doing promos and, and getting people in and, and uh, doing some advertising. And, and I would always ask clients when they came in, so how'd you hear about us? Not one person my whole time doing this for 28 years has ever said, oh, I heard you on the radio. Right. Not once, not once. Now, there's been a change with that, though, because, you know, Facebook and social media and all that, that has changed. So we use Facebook a lot um, to get, you know, our uh, the word of mouth out there through that and what we're doing here at the gym locally and, and stuff like that. So um, tons of friends in all kinds of different states. So they share it and, you know. Um, and cause having all the football kids too, they share it. So we, we hit a pretty good variety of clients, uh, that way. I really don't do the traditional advertising anymore. You know, the, the papers and, and, and those type of things, radio, 
I just never, it, it just never seemed like it really did anything for me for the, for the cost. ROI is not there anymore for that. Uh, but like you said, Facebook, Instagram, these are- It's all social media. And luckily I have younger, you know, my daughter's 21 and my youngest is, is 19. So it's like, you know, they're helping me along the way because I haven't caught up yet. I'm still kind of a caveman, you know? <laughs> no, but yeah, these are where everybody's on now, biggest platforms in the world, right? And for fitness, it's great. And like, depending on the clientele we're attracting, we can tailor our, our ads towards those type of people, you know? Um, you can. Have you run any ads, Wes, on those platforms up to this point in time? We have. We have, yeah. Yep, and they've, you know, and again, you know, uh, I'll get, you know, one or two people say, well, I, I saw that story with Lorraine that you had on Facebook or Instagram, and I thought that was pretty cool, so I told my mom to call you, yeah. but mom never usually calls, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I get more people with word of mouth and, and people that come in and tour the facility because we're very unique in the fact that it's not one big open room, so sure. once they see the place, they're like, wow, you really put some thought into putting machines in certain places for the women, um, you know, and, and, and I feel really comfortable here. I don't feel like I'm being watched the whole time I'm working out. So that's always been our biggest selling point. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, to, cause obviously it's hard to walk in the gym for most people. It's intimidating. It we want to make that experience as helpful, as easy as we can for them. How do you get that new person started? Is there a process you follow? Are you the one meeting with them? What is that new? I walk in today and I join. What does that process look like? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you a tour. I'm going to give you a tour of the place and I'm going to sit you down and ask you what your goals are, um, what you want to accomplish here, you know, and, and then therefore set them up on a program. Um, I do all of our programs and, and uh, you know, so it's uh, very different from one individual to the other. Yeah, I think we're very different that way in a lot of other places where you're going to go in and they just pull a piece of paper out and you're doing the circuit training constantly. Right. Here, right. it's not like that. So I, I, with my years of experience, I think that's one of our best selling points. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're giving everybody there their own personal program, individualized yeah. program. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. With that, Wes, um, kind of leads me perfectly to the next question. So we get members that come in, they have this the membership, the open gym membership. What are the ways, I know we talked about PT and uh, athletic training. What are the, all the ways you're able to ascend people into higher, basically, revenue streams or to increase their average revenue per member? Sure. So I think the biggest thing for me uh, here is that once I've taken you through, I'll take you through three times and put you on a program. And then I'll, I'll suggest, obviously, that, you know, do you want to keep a personal trainer? So if you want to keep a personal trainer, you can pay this amount of money to have somebody for an hour. Or you yeah. can, you know, let's go longer than that. Let's go 10 sessions for a certain amount of money. Uh, and that's been my biggest selling point there as far as personal training goes too. Um, people want to be taken care of in today's world. Um, you know, you, you, you watch, I watch a lot of young people walk around my gym and they're always on their phone looking at, uh, um, videos of how to do things, you know, and then eventually they see me working with people and, and then they'll pull me aside and say, you know, geez, could I get a program? And I say, you sure can, well, you know, let's set up a meeting and, and, and find out what, what's going to work for you. So for me, that's that that's really how we make our money here at the gym, and, and um, I'm very proud of that though too because I have again, I have the power lifter, I have the athlete, and I have my older clientele that um, that really enjoy that. Yeah, PT, right, 100%. Now, and I really love you're offering all those individual programs, which is great. 
Wes, uh, are you doing all the personal training sessions? Do you have any other trainers there working? I have one. I have one other trainer with me. Yep, yep. Jared McLean, and um, he's uh, been with me for quite some time—a little over ten years now. So uh, awesome. he played football for me too. And and uh, there's a there's kind of a neat little story there. Um, uh, we kind of took Jared in uh, when he was in high school, and and uh, he's been like a son to me ever since. So um, he's got his own little family started now, and so. We, we want to keep the gym going for him too. You know, I think he'd like to take this place over eventually. And, and uh, so he's, uh, he's like a brother to my daughters. And, and so hopefully they all can work together later on. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's yeah. the dream, right? Again, a great legacy right there. I, I love yeah. to hear that. So obviously your day's full, you're busy day, you're training, you're running this business. You have uh, your other trainer there working with you. What have you seen in the past 28 years? Like how long does the average person stay you see any trends there as far as length of membership for a, for a normal, regular client? Yeah. Um, if they're not doing personal training, they, right. they don't stay more than a month and maybe less than that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even, even if they sign up for, you know, um, electronic funds transfer, which is EFT, um, yeah. coming out of their account, they, they'll keep that membership rolling, but they'll never show up again. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they think it's going to happen today. You know, they, they think they're going to do all these wonderful things in one month and it's just not going to happen. It's a life change. And, and I think people even still today don't understand that concept. Um, I think they struggle with that. And I think more and more PT is such a big thing because, and I think it's a, it has such great value to it because it keeps them coming and, and, and it betters them um, with their health. Um, so eventually you've taught them uh, maybe three or four different programs. Um, so now they have a binder of programs to go by and eventually they slide off on their own. But I've had clients for 10 years now that do PT two or three times a week. So um, that's what we want to do. We want to retain those type of clientele. Um, and you can always tell uh, when people come in if they're serious or not about, uh, you know, changing their lives. You know what I mean? So uh, a lot of them, a lot of them aren't ready yet. Right. They're, yeah. they're, I hear you, man. Clients doing PT, they're paying for it. So, you know, what I've seen is people that are paying, they pay more attention to like what they're doing. So they're going to be more invested in the business, in your gym, and they're going to be more engaged in coming back, you know, month after month, year after year, you know, forever, which is, which is the goal. So yeah, PT is a great way to, to do that. You know, with all that being said, two more questions for you, Wes, and they may kind of tie together here. At this point in time right now, what is the coming out of COVID, man? What's the biggest challenge you face with your business? in the fitness space right now at this point in time? Um, I think the, the big thing here is, is, is getting the older clientele for me in, in this, in, in my location um, to feel comfortable again about being around other people. You know, I still have people that wear masks at the gym and, you know, I, I, I think with all the, the social media, they've been scared to death, um, afraid of catching COVID or if they have caught it, they're, you know, they're not up on their shots or they're, or they're not up on their boosters. So um, to me, retaining that older clientele has is, is been a, the toughest. I think through COVID, we, you know, we probably lost about 5 to 10% of our, of, of our older population here um, due to be just being scared. Yeah. So yeah. moving forward with that, um, you know, we, we just got to start. We got we to gotta get them back and, and we, we got to get new people in um, and, and let them know that we're doing all the all the right things and taking all the precautions, uh, you know what I mean, to, to get through this. But, you know, eventually, though, people have to realize that, you know, we got to move forward. Um, and, and 
you know, this, this whole COVID thing has just been, you know, it's been ridiculous. I mean, we lost, uh, my daughter lost her senior year in field hockey uh, to COVID. Um, you know, we didn't have a football season uh, and, and granted football's outside, field hockey's outside. Um, wow. You know, so we, we ended up having a, the next season, we played seven on seven, you know what I mean? Outside. It's it just weird. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, let's, let's get, let's get going. Um, so that's been our biggest challenge is there is moving is moving forward you know with the older clientele here at the gym yeah which may take some time unfortunately but yeah so it's kind of changed that mindset around that so with that being said kind of within that where do you also foresee the biggest opportunity for you guys here over the next year i think the biggest opportunity for us here is is really to continue what we've been doing um again we're so different than everybody else you know, you're not going to walk in here and I'm not going to have 40 treadmills and 40 ellipticals and some circuit training and you're going to pay, you know, five, you know, five to $10 a month, $15 a month. And, uh, and, and no one takes care of you. And some people want that. Um, but I still feel the old, the old school feel um, with the guy that owns the place is at the front desk and he's making your appointments and he's, he's making your life uh, better. And, and we're taking care of you, you know? I think it's real important to know everybody by first name. Not a lot of people can do that. Not a, not a lot of people can walk around the gym and say hi to everybody. Um, you know, we got just a little over a thousand uh, members. And, um, you know, so uh, I think that's the most important thing for me is to, to have a personal relationship with every member that I have in here. Um, and, and we've been able to do that. I think that's awesome. Everybody's name is uh, no easy thing, but it goes, it goes such a long way. You know, yes, it does. People love hearing their names and it shows that we care and it's authentic and it, especially in a service-based industry like what we do, you know, I think it's everything. A uh, thousand members, Wes, that's awesome, man. Is that capacity for you guys? Do you still have room to push that number up higher? With, with oh, God, no. We, we, you know, for the hours that were open and for the size of our facility, we could go well beyond that, um, you know, and then therefore I, I might, you know, um, think about hiring somebody else to do some personal training. But I, I don't want to give that up, you know, Austin. I, I want to keep that going because I think it's so important is yeah. for them to know you. And 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 if, if I'm hiring more people, then that means I'm not here, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love to get on my Harley and I love to ride my bike. So um, right. I, I tend to do that after hours. But, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to let go of that personal touch that we really, really have here. No, I hear you, man. It, it makes total sense. And I'm sure that's why the members love it and they keep coming back, you know year after year for the, and it's why it's lasted 28 years, right? There's a secret. Yeah. You guys are doing a lot of things right for that to happen. So it's not, that's not by accident. That's for sure. No, exactly. So exactly. Wes, since you've been in this business, 28 years, man, uh, successful. I love to ask people that have been doing it at this amount of time. Like we have a lot of listeners, like I said, new to this business. They want to open a gym. You've seen all the changes over the past three decades in this space. What advice would you give to that person, you know, listening who wants to open a gym? It's kind of, it's their goal. It's their dream. Just from your experience, what advice would you give to that person? I, I get that question a lot from people that will call yeah. me. Um, it's got to be your passion, man. It's got to yeah. be your passion. You can't open up a gym and hire a bunch of people. Your overhead's too big. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not going to find a space that you're going to be able to buy. You're going to rent it from somebody. And yeah. you're going to have all these, all these uh, employees. And there's no personal touch. So I see a lot of places open for five years because of that. You know, yeah. they don't even know who the owner is. They just know that there's a name on the building and who is that guy or who is that girl? So um, I think that's the biggest thing is that, and, and as we move forward in the future, we're losing that even more. 
Um, you know, people don't look each other in the eye anymore. You know, you walk on the street, people looking down on their phones, you know, yeah. used to, I used to drive truck and, and you used to have to use a map. You know what I mean? Now yeah. you get in your car and you punch in the address and it brings you there. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, we've lost a little bit of that personal touch. I feel in the industry, um, which will it ever come back? Is, I don't know if it will or not, but I think there are people in this industry that want it to um, yeah. and run their businesses accordingly, you know, for that to happen. 100%. Yeah, I think that personal touch goes goes a long, long way, especially uh, to keep members for a long time, and not, like, not, not a couple months. So, like, hard to replace that authentic personal touch that we get to do. You know, it is, it is a service-based business, so it needs that personal touch and that customer experience, I think, to be, like, a top priority. Absolutely. You know, yeah. when you got treadmills costing $10,000 and – and uh, all this equipment that you, you know, that you have to have in your facility uh, to keep up with everybody. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, you know, it, it's a tough business to get into and maintain. Um, and I think that's the big thing, maintaining your business and, and uh, making sure that, um, you know, here at our place, you know, uh, me and Jared, we do our own cleaning. We do our, our own fixing of, you know, equipment. We, you know, treadmills go down, we put new belts on, we put new decks on. It doesn't matter what it is, we do it. Um, and again, I like that because people see another side of me when I'm doing all that stuff. They're like, you do that? You don't hire that out? No. You mow your lawn? You don't hire that out? I go, no, I mow my lawn. I love mowing my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's relaxing. It's not well, you got, you got four and a half acres I'm mowing, so it takes a little maybe while. Not, maybe not that. That's not, maybe that's a relaxing. That's a workout. That's, a workout. That's, a, that's, really, that's real functional fitness right there, you know? It but, is. Uh, yeah, man. Wes, uh, Great place, I think, to wrap this up, man. I appreciate you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge, your experience, what you've done there over the past 28 years, man. Where can the listeners find you, your website, social media? Where can, where can we check you out? Yeah, check me out at uh, littlefieldsgym.com. Um, you know, I mean, that's, uh, that's our website. And, uh, you know, get on there and give us a shout. You can see us on Facebook as well and, uh, and uh, cuss, uh, Instagram. So, you know, hey, give us a holler. Beautiful. Will do, man. I'll give you a follow right after this, too. So, Wes, thanks again so much. Listeners, we appreciate you guys. As well, please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.